0: Alright ladies and gents, good morning, this is your man El Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounce. Uh, There is a lot to talk about this morning, uh, but more so on the college basketball side of things. So I'll be bringing you you up to speed on the Top 25 action over the weekend, as well as some tournament talk I will be breaking down uh, for. Seeds five through eight in the upcoming uh, tournament for the national title. I will be going all going over all sixteen uh, eventually. Uh, yes, it is that deep. Of course, like I said before, it is sixty-eight teams. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about every one of them. So uh, it'll it'll take a, just a couple more episodes maybe, but we will get to it. Uh, outside of that for today though, uh, just a little bit of some NFL news. We do have some player movement. Uh, so, uh, one one rumor of a possible of a possible move that could be made and then we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh combine uh that that's in day three uh and um on top of that yep yeah, that's about it uh but before we get into all of that uh there is a, a small war on the street more so uh just some hot takes right now uh there are some weather uh problems going out in the country right now uh for one on the east coast uh they just witnessed or well, they just went through a, a massive well, yeah, they went to a, uh, through a massive snow, uh, snowstorm that lasted about 6 to 12 hours uh, starting last night. Uh, to pr- it might uh, might be wrapped up. I, I, well, it said it was going through the morning, uh, actually maybe even possibly during some points of the day. So it may even still be going right now. Uh, they were expected to get 6 inches of snow in some parts, up to 16 in other parts. Uh, this is uh, in areas like Boston, New York City, also out in Maine and City. A city like bangor uh also there was a state of emergency in new jersey uh travel restrictions were also put in place so people are restricted and you know just how they're able to travel because of course uh, like i said this was lasting six to twelve hours and it was dumping it's well it's dumping uh one to two inches by the hour so if it hasn't wrapped up uh it It's about. I think it's about cleared out the system. It said it's supposed to be a uh, fast-moving storm, so the sixteen inches uh, may not uh, may not have fallen, uh, but a good uh it was said it was said to be about a good six uh six inches to maybe 13 at the at the max uh if not the 16 so uh definitely some weather problems back east also in uh alabama multiple tornadoes uh hit down also they affected parts of georgia and florida as well uh, they also killed 23 people uh they uh, they They are saying there was up to five separate tracks, so uh well after some more investigation i'm pretty sure they're confirmed uh but I'm going to say for now that there was about five uh tornadoes that hit down there uh yesterday not the alabama area uh one one of them was an f three which uh for those of you who do not know uh how they measure uh tornadoes. I don't know all the terminology but f F3 is a significant a significant one of uh, F5 is being the highest rated a uh, tornado you can have uh but the F3 is still significant uh winds were going up to 136 miles an hour uh destroyed numerous property and of course you I told you guys about the 23 deaths and I believe between 80 and 90,000 people in that area of South Georgia east I think it was or East Georgia and that out alabama area uh are without power uh, as well as uh there are a lot of people that still haven't even been found yet and on top of that uh 60 up to 60 well, there was a lot of of course there were some casualties a lot of injuries as well one hospital actually took in at least 60 extra uh patients due to this so uh it's it's a lot of uh a lot of weird weather stuff going on a little bit dangerous too of course uh you guys have heard about what's going on out here in california uh with all the rainstorms going on out here uh there is flooding uh certain places some people have lost homes or have had have had their homes flooded uh there have been uh landslides in, in areas uh so f- in, in certain areas in the past couple of weeks so a lot of weather stuff going on Uh, my prayers go out to all those people being affected by all that on a major level um and as uh like i like again like i like to do here as information comes uh well as i become more aware of information in terms of donations and so on and so forth, charity and all that i will let you guys know uh for each of these uh each of these uh travesties right here because inevitably that is what they are and uh, i think we all need to get need to reach out every now and again when it's possible to do so uh but for right now i'm gonna take a quick break and when i come back like i said we're gonna be breaking down some college basketball there is a lot to talk about so we go, we'll we be starting off with some uh scores from over the weekend all right y'all I'll be right back all right, y'all, I am back. Uh, there's a lot of college troops to talk about, so let's get right into it uh, with the top 25 action over the weekend. Of course, I'll be going over Saturday and Sunday as well. Uh, and uh, let's just get into it. Uh, f- for starters, Florida State was able to get it, get it done against North Carolina State. 78-73 uh, to 73 is the final score there. Uh, there was a big. There were some big upsets. Uh, for one, I'm going to talk about this big one right here. Uh, unranked Indiana was able to take out numbers six Michigan State 63 to 62 is the final score there like I said we're going to break down the stats here for Michigan State as usual uh, they were led by their guard Cassius Winston 20 points 11 assists five rebounds uh, as they were also helped out by their forward Kenny Goins he had 14 points three rebounds as well and for Indiana uh, they got help from their forward uh, Justin Smith 24 points and four rebounds and their guard Devontae Green had 13 points for Assists and also two rebounds. Uh, Michigan uh, they do suffer the loss, but they're still at twenty three and six. Uh, they're still in a decent position going into the tournament. Uh, they're they're pro- well. They're probably one of the favorites to win the conference tournament, but again, uh, a loss like that does not bode well for them. It just just on a I think in the immediate it just doesn't look good. Uh, but for Indiana, they move up to fifteen and fourteen and uh, get past five hundred. And what's been a uh, not a good year for their basketball tradition. They wouldn't. They wouldn't want to talk about a year like this. Uh, but moving on. Uh, number fifteen Kansas. Uh, got it done against Oklahoma State. The final score there being seventy-two to sixty-seven. Uh, number thirteen LSU, got it done. Uh, with it with another SCC foe. Course that being Alabama. Seventy-four to sixty-nine. Alabama is still on bubble watch. Uh, moving on. We got some Big Ten action here. Uh, Penn State goes down to number nineteen wisconsin 57 and 61 hello wisconsin i will see you guys in the big dance as well uh number 11 texas tech got it done against tcu 81 to sixty uh, 81 to 66. Uh, Rutgers uh, went actually got another oh there's another upset here. Uh, Rutgers, another unranked team, got it done against number 22, Iowa, 86 to 80. Uh, sorry, 86 to 72 is the final year. Uh, moving on, we got some big 12 action. Uh Baylor uh, took it L to Kansas State. I think Kansas State is about 18th right now. Uh the the rankings will change, but at this point, uh, they're kind of moot. Uh, they're more the biggest thing right now are the tournament seeding. So, uh, w- don't worry so much about the rankings right now. Don't worry about all that. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got some ACC action here. Number two Virginia gets an easy win against Pittsburgh, seventy three to forty nine. They're cruising. I like them. Nobody's talking about them a lot. They play really good defense. Again, uh, if you look at uh, how they, you know, these these final scores here, they keep the teams under fifty points. There, I mean, uh, I think they have a, 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 a even record against Duke. I'm not too sure about their record against Duke per se, uh, but. They are an unsung team, this being Virginia right here. No one's talking about them a lot. They might shock a few people. Uh, moving on, we got some Big, twi- uh, big Ten action. Uh, number 14, Purdue, was able to get it done against Ohio State, another team on the bubble. 86-51 to is the final score here. The big-time matchup over the weekend, number four, Kentucky, number seven, Tennessee. This is how it went down. Tennessee was able to get that revenge game here, 71-52 to in blowout fashion. That's the final score here. We're also going to break this one down. For Kentucky, they were led by their two forwards, P.J. Washington. He had 13 points, three assists, and uh, sorry, three rebounds and just two assists. And uh, for Nick Richards, he had eight points and seven rebounds. So, as you can tell, Kentucky didn't show up today. Well, sorry, Saturday. They did not show up. I'm not too sure what's going on. Uh, again, they they gave up. I don't know. They, they they didn't really do a whole lot offensively. Uh, they didn't seem to be making a lot of their shots. The guards uh, were really ineffective defensively. Uh, this could just be an easy game uh, for Tennessee. Uh, for them, uh, their guard, Jordan Boone, led all scorers with 27 points, 3 assists, and also 3 rebounds. And their forward, Grant Williams, had... 24.7 rebounds and also two assists. Moving on, we got number 24, Wofford, a newly minted top 25 team within about a week or so. They got it done again against uh, Sanford, 85-64. to uh, Finally, oh, uh nope nope we got a couple more a uh, couple more here uh number three Duke got it done against Miami eighty seven to fifty seven and we have another upset here Houston goes down to UCF that is the University of Central Florida out there in Orlando uh sixty four to sixty nine is the final score of course we're gonna go over some stats for that one as well um. Oh, yes. Uh, for UCF, they were led by their forward, Colin Smith, 21, 21.7 rebounds and three assists. Their center tackle fall had 13 points, 10 rebounds as well. Uh, for Houston, uh, guard Corey Davis had uh, 19 points, three assists and two rebounds. And guard Dylan Giroux had 15 points and two rebounds. So as you could tell, um, you know, Houston took a little L there. They might drop in the rankings. I still think they have their their seating in lock right now. Uh, I don't I don't see them losing in the conference tournament. And as far as I know. Uh, the selection committee uh, will be looking at those games in terms of determining who gets what, especially for the bubble teams. So, yeah, look out for those conference tournament games. Those are still important. Uh, so we will be. And like I said, that's why we will be highlighting them as uh, you know, as as as. Uh, as time permits <laughs> uh, moving on we got number five uh, North Carolina getting it done against Clemson 81 to 79 and that is with their coach Roy Williams suffering some vertigo and actually collapsing during the first half of the game they are still able to rally and win uh, by two here so good game for them of course they're pretty their uh, seating is pretty much locked up for the tournament and they're looking good uh, we got Oh, and finally, uh, this is the last game for Saturday. I'm sorry, y'all. Number 23, Cincinnati was able to get it done against Memphis. Uh, 71 to 69 is the final score there. And moving on uh to Sunday, we got uh Mark, actually, Marquette, yeah. They went down in the upset as well. 60 to 66 is the final score there against Creighton. Uh, we got number uh nine, I'm sorry, number nine, Michigan getting it done against Maryland, 69 to 62. Uh, Maryland is the 17th team in the nation, Uh, 17th, yeah, 17th team in the nation. Let's go over the stats here. For Michigan Ford Ignis Bratzikic had 21.7 rebounds. Uh, Jordan Poole, uh, their guard, had 12 points and two assists. And for Maryland, they uh, were helped out by the two forwards. Bruno Fernando, I've said his name a lot. Another double-double here, 12 points and 10 rebounds. And Jalen Smith also got 11 points and five rebounds. And uh, for Michigan, they are sitting there at 26 and four, and Maryland is 21 and nine. Uh, also, uh, another team on the bubble, which is Washington, they were able to get to get a win and push their Pac-10 record to 14 and two, if I'm not mistaken, getting a win against Stanford, 62 to 61. So speaking of, speaking of which. Uh, it's time to break down these play uh these conference uh CDs or these tournament series rather, and um let's go get right into it. Uh today I told you I was gonna break down five through eight. Of course, there is sixteen. Uh but let's get right into it. Uh, and they are broken down by region uh south, west, uh, east, and midwest. So let's just get right into it. Uh we're going to go through the five seeds. We got Wisconsin. Uh, they are currently standing at 20 and 9, 12 and 6 in conference play. We also got Maryland here, 21 8, 12 and 6 uh, in their conference. Mississippi State, 21 and 9. And also we have Villanova, 22 and 8. Uh, for our six seeds, we got uh, Cincinnati. They are 25 and 4, 14 and 2 coming out of the American Conference. Uh, we got Buffalo here. 26 3, 14 2 overall in their conference, and they've won seven in a row, so they're getting hot in good timing. Uh, and finally, here we got Louisville 18 11, 9 7 in the ACC, and we got BCU. Aka the Virginia Commonwealth University, if I'm not mistaken, twenty-three and 6, 14 and two in conference play, and this is another team that's won a lot of games in the in a row. Uh, again, they play in a relative easy conference, and you'll see their strength of schedule. It'll be it'll be given a it'll be given a low grade, uh, but. For what it's worth, they've won two in a row and they're hot. Uh, for our seven seeds, we have Iowa State 20 and 9, currently 9 and 7 in conference play. A couple more games to go for them. Uh, next up, we got Iowa 21 and 8. Uh, we've, we got St. John here, probably the worst conference record of anybody here so far with a seed. Uh, they are. S- 20 and 10 overall, but 8 and 9 in their conference. And uh finally we got uh Baylor. Uh, they are currently 19 and 10 and they are 10 and 6 in their conference. Uh next up for our 8 seeds. Uh actually finally for our 8 seeds, we got Wofford. Uh we just mentioned them, they are they've made their first appearance. On the top twenty-five, and now they are—they have been given an eighth seed. This is this is the result. This is the culmination of an eighteen-and-zero conference record, and also they've won seventeen games in a row. Now, for what it's worth, again they play in a—they play in a, the Southern Conference, one of those uh, low-key conferences, not a Power Five or a Major Five conference. So you can make of it what you want, but they are still undefeated in the past 17 games, uh, conference games they have been undefeated. You can say what you want, but numbers don't lie, they will be an interesting team to watch. Uh, we also have a Syracuse, they are currently 19 and 10, and they are 10 and 6 in the conference. And finally, uh, we got Ole Miss, they are 19 and 10, 9 and 7 in conference play, but they are a bubble team, and I'll get back to them in a second. And finally, we got UCF, a.k.a. Central Florida, 22-6, 12-4. They were boosted by that great win against uh, Houston on Saturday night. So they're looking to be in a prime position to, to at least get in the tournament. And uh, finally, let's really get into Let's wrap all this up for now, uh, this college basketball talk. We're going to talk about some bubble teams. Now, we all know, uh, for those of you who might not know, bubble teams, of course, are the teams that could be in, but they need to win a couple more games before the you know the well, they could be and they could not and they it, need, they need some more time to be decided on. So let's get right into it. Uh, Ole Miss, we have Ole Miss here. We just talked about them a second ago. Like I said, they are nine and seven in their conference, but they lost two in a row and they are four and nine against teams pretty much within the top twenty five, and that's including conference play. And outside of and, uh, um, and non conference play. so uh they're I think they're an interesting team. They've won a couple games, a uh, co- couple conference games against. I think I I know they've beaten LSU at one point, so they've beaten teams that they weren't supposed to beat at the at the point at this point. Uh, but I'm not too sure if they can keep any momentum going into the tournament or even to that conference tournament. So it'll be interesting. I'll tell you this. How they perform in a conference tournament is pretty much how they perform in the in the big tournament. The better they perform within their conference, I think the better they perform in March in March. So, um, well, at least in that the big time tournament. So hopefully for them. Uh, they'll, they'll they're able to punch their ticket. Uh, for Washington, they are twenty-two and six. They did go down to Cal uh, last week, seventy-three to seventy-six. But they were able to right the ship at, uh, during the weekend. Actually, last not last night, really getting a win against uh, getting a win against. I'm not. I'm sorry, not Washington. Uh, but they got that win against Stanford. So they're looking to to hopefully punch a ticket as well. I think they're more on the lines of getting it just because they are the favorites to win in their conference, the favorites to win the outright. Well, they're going to win the regular, uh, the regular, uh, Sorry, the regular Pac-12 title, uh, but they're gonna also pretty much, in my opinion, win that conference tournament as well. So they're looking, they're looking to get a, a, a shot too. And I really think Utah State here at 24 and six, they're 14 and three in the conference right now. They've won six in a row. They also have a good win against Nevada, who's also ranked in the top 10. So I think they definitely get a spot as well. I think they're, I think they might be one of those Cinderella teams. I think they can knock off somebody specifically in the you know, the first round that they weren't supposed to get stunned somebody. They're one of those squads, in my opinion. So I definitely like Utah State. Washington, I'm iffy on. And in my opinion, Ole Miss probably gets a ticket punch, but I think they performed the worst out of the three teams here. Uh, But for now, we're going to call it a wrap. My next episode, of course, I'll be going over some more teams in the top 16 seedings, uh, as well as just some regular college basketball news. But for now, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be talking some NFL news, just going over some brief tidbits here, and then um, I'll be wrapping it up for today. All right, y'all, I'll be right back. Alright y'all, so we're going to wrap this up for today. Like I said, I got a little bit of some NFL news here for y'all. So let's get into it. Uh, Nick Foles does have a new team. He has signed a multi-year deal with the Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. However, no information uh, will be available until uh, around the 11th or the 13th. And this is per uh, NFL rules. So uh, no details about the number of he years or uh how much the contract is gonna be worth. Uh but he did go four and one in the postseason over the past two years. He is the Super Bowl, he is a Super Bowl MVP and he's gone six and two in regular season games since backing up uh your boy Carson Wentz. So he's he definitely has some decent numbers as well. Uh last year uh people did not get the uh, well p- people didn't get the desired desired effect they were going for in terms of you know the success and I'm talking about the Philly, the Philadelphia fan base but I still thought Nick Foles uh put up adequate numbers uh really is a really good quarterback. I think uh Given the right situation, he could possibly be a good starter. Uh, there's, there's no telling. Uh, there's, you know, Jacksonville of course has a good defense. Uh, the question here is, are they able to get some receivers around him? Uh, last year, well, actually going into last season, uh, I did not have them being a favorite in the AFC South because of that. Uh, I I thought Blake Borders would give them some adequate play, but again, the lack of receivers would make that would make would have made it hard for that offense to really been product, be productive, and it was. And uh, eventually, Blake Borders was shown the door. So I I really think uh, I really think for the for the sake of uh, the defense. I think Nick Foles is a good pickup. They have a solid running game. They got T.J. Yeldon uh, in the backfield. Uh, he got a bulk of the carries last year while Leonard Fournette was injured. Leonard Fournette is coming back. He's looking to be productive as well. So I think offensively they have a turnaround season to some extent. I don't know how far uh, they go in terms of a, a postseason run, uh, but they, I think they definitely. are perform better than they did last year and it's a good pickup for them uh there is a rumor going on right now moving on from that uh that ryan Tannehill may be dealt to the Redskins. now this is not official yet however with alex smith's injury uh and his career up in the air uh it's it is a good it will be a good decision uh for the Redskins to make some to make a quarterback move. Uh especially if it turns out that Alex Smith cannot play. Uh but Ryan Tannehill Maybe that guy. Last year, he completed 64% of his passes, uh, with 17 touchdowns uh, thrown, uh, with 11 and a such interceptions. Now he was five or six as a starter, uh, in between you know being hurt and all that. Uh, but again, I think that has a lot to do with Miami just being very dysfunctional, uh, as opposed to and and again you know he's not the perfect quarterback, but again Miami is not the perfect situation to be. uh an average or somewhat of a below average quarterback, uh, you know, and Ryan Tannehill from in my opinion uh, has stayed injured a lot Uh, has stayed somewhat inconsistent, but I will give him the in- injury bug. And I do give him the fact that he has not had the greatest offensive line or a balanced offense for that matter hasn't we really had a, a really great rushing game uh, that he can rely upon. In uh, Miami, so um, maybe the Redskins might be a good fit for him, Al- although uh, they have a lot of situations going on on their offensive line as well, just in terms of keeping people healthy, because they definitely have talent. They definitely have talent off- along their offensive line. It's just about keeping those guys healthy over the course of the season. Uh but I think for him it would be somewhat of an upgrade there. I think you got um you got a solid running game. You got Darius Geis who supposedly uh who who should be healthy coming into next year. Uh you may still have AP so you have a solid running game. You have some people to throw the ball to although uh there's a chance they might lose Jamison Crowder but you don't know that yet. Uh but you know they definitely would def- They still would definitely need a receiver or two. Uh, maybe possibly a, a solid tight end. Uh, but a Ryan Tannehill, you know, given given a good a good solid offensive line uh, that can stay healthy and can keep him upright and can give him a solid productive uh rushing game, it might be a solid. It might be a solid move. I think it might be. Uh, finally moving on. Uh, we gonna talk. We're gonna talk. Well, I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh the draft combine. Uh, this was well actually Saturday. Uh, was day three. Uh, they they were going. they were basically scouting the de- defensive linemen and also the linebackers. Uh, of course, all 32 teams are there. Uh, now they're like I said, they the draft is coming up. Uh, next month. I'm not too sure what city is in. I'm not. Yeah, they usually switch it up. Uh, that's no. That's not really important as of today. Uh, but we're just gonna talk about some of the the participants. Uh, for one, we had defensive lineman Montez Sweat of uh, out of Mississippi State. He had a he ran a four a four forty two forty uh forty yard dash, which is the fastest of a D lineman since two thousand three. Matter of fact, uh, ranked amongst the wide receivers, he was the eighth. But he had the eighth best time just amongst. The wide receiver time so uh, very athletic uh, athletic uh, defensive lineman Um, I'm not too sure exactly where he's gonna fall but definitely seems to be like a, a really solid edge rusher I looked some uh, look look some more at his tape, uh, look at his stats a little bit, uh, but he seems to be a, a prom. He looked like he could be a prominent edge rusher with some speed like that. Uh, other notable performers, we got Quentin Williams, another defensive lineman. This one out of Alabama. Uh, he's expected to go number seven on all the draft boards. Uh, really solid, uh, really stout on the interior line. Uh, good def a good defensive tackle, maybe even a nose tackle. Just given a, the uh, the formation, uh, whether it be 3-4 three, 4-3, four, four, three, definitely think he's another uh, another solid pick within the first round. You also had uh, Rashawn Gary, an edge rusher out of Michigan. Uh, another athletic guy, too uh four point five he also had a six foot actually sorry a ten foot uh broad jump uh which is one of the best along the among defensive linemen he also had a thirty eight uh inch vertical jump so again we have somebody who could come off the edge uh block some passes uh create pressure. You know, stop the run, get to the quarterback. Now I've seen Rashawn Gary play. I've seen Michigan play. Uh same thing here with his teammate Devin Bush, who also had a really good combine as well. Uh he had a he ran a 4.4340. 40. Uh he had a and he had a 40 and a half inch vertical jump. So again, we got some athletes here coming into this draft. The question is who's gonna take a chance on these guys? Uh I think, you know, just, just in terms of of where they might land. You know, they could probably end up going to Baltimore one of these guys. Uh, maybe even Devin Bush. Uh, and there's uh, one thing about Devin Bush here is uh he's what I, one thing I've seen, uh, not only in his tape, but one thing I've seen in just of how people talk about his pl- style of play, he's very sideline to sideline, which is good. Uh, he's going to be able to stop a lot of you know a lot of that extra running the running backs do, uh, all that you know east and west trying to shape things up. Uh, he's going to definitely be able to close in a lot of good a lot of tackles. That's pretty much what he did in Michigan. One of their best, I think he led the team in tackles if I'm not mistaken. So. Good action here. I think the draft is going to be very interesting. I'm not, I you know, the quarterbacks. I'm iffy about, uh, but there's some solid defensive talent to be looking for. Uh, I'm not too sure about sure about the running backs or the receivers as well. Uh, but I'm definitely a uh, big fan. Of these uh, linebackers, defensive linemen, uh, some solid offensive linemen as well. I can actually go over these guys, some of these guys as well. So, we'll break down some more of this, these draft combine, uh, the, more of the draft combine as the days go on and break down some of this process. Because, of course, I am going over the draft. So, uh, might as well break some of this stuff down. And... Uh, We'll get to it, but for now, I'm going to call it a wrap, and uh, next episode, I will be going back over, like I said, some more college basketball, of uh, course, we're going to be talking about the conference tournaments and some more conference seating for the actual a national championship tournament of course i will be checking back in on the teacher strikes in la uh and in oakland uh, dude, i wanted to see you know i personally want to see if there's any resolution so far uh any updates there going on and i also wanted to go on a personal rant uh things that have been going on not necessarily not necessarily you know negative but just you know those personal issues that you deal with people i wanted to talk about uh like a have like an almost a semi- what really grinds my gears? I la Peter Griffin, you know. And then finally, I wanted to get it, I wanted to have my Dragon Ball Z review. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a Dragon Ball Z slash Dragon Ball review. One of the greatest animes, in my opinion. Uh, something that really got me into anime. And uh, I wanted to talk about it. One of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, later on this week, I wanted to uh, talk some more about the NBA. Uh, we're going to talk some playoffs and some LeBron James and whether or not I think he's going to make it news uh spoiler alert i don't uh we're also going to talk some news and transactions there and also we're going to also get into the MD- MLB. uh talk some spring training uh give you guys an update on that and there's some news and transactions and so on and so what there so a lot to talk about this week uh we're going to get to it though we're going to definitely get to it all right y'all if anybody hasn't told you yet uh, i definitely love you and thanks for tuning in and uh you know what peace out well, love. All right, y'all.